You are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. <laughs> It feels like a magic trick because some people tapping. Why are you asking such deep questions? And we're back. Back we're, for the attack. Yes. For part nine, part two. That's oh, what I ended up deciding to call this. Um, very uh, excited to get back into the podcast again. I'm very. Me too, because it's been it's been a long ass time, <laughs> a very long ass time. I've missed it a lot. Um, a lot of things have happened since then. I will probably just bring it up as it goes. But, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, because that'll be in our next one about. Mum fest. Well, I guess yeah, we could, we could do that. Just make it a whole other episode. But yeah, because that'll be a together one with both of us going over each. I guess so. Thing. If I if I can get you scheduled again at some point. <laughs> if I can, I'm a busy bee. If I can <laughs> figure out some time to get you back in the studio. In the next like eight months, that'd be fine. We can do that before we forget it for sure. Um, well, in that case, I guess we'll pick up where the last podcast. Pick left up off. where I put down. Yes. So tell me more about this festival that was a year ago. It was not a year ago. How long ago was it? It was like four twenty. What's the- Oh, was it? Yeah. Damn. It was around 420. That's... So it is a while ago, but... That's last time when I thought. Yeah. Um, let's see her. I don't know if I... Ta- <laughs> that was my scratch. Oh, sorry. Um, because Finn, Finn scratched me with his one nail I didn't clip, but it's okay. I still clipped it, and I got my payback. Yep. By clipping that nail. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We're talking about numerology last. Yes, we was talking about the numerology with the birthday. And I think I pretty much covered the archetypes and the... Did you do my birthday? Birthday blueprint. No, I didn't do your birthday. I don't know the formula for it, though. Ah, so. uh, well... That's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on to more Saturday shenanigans. Um. 
So yeah, the workshop was probably right around lunchtime. It kind of kicked into lunch, but that was cool because we were all very like in-depth into it, into it. Oh, you gotta light this again. Okay. Well, you're saying, oh, grab and go lunch. Ooh, that sounds like <coughs> um, probably vegan, right? There were always <laughs> vegan options. Always the options. Always options. Sure. And they were dank-ass food. It was catered by uh, a chef that does, like, crazy fucking weddings and shows and shit. That's awesome. It was awesome. Do you remember what the food was that day? I don't remember what the food was that day. Uh, I believe it was just, like, snacky foods. Mm -hmm. uh, but they were fucking bomb diggity. <clears throat> um anyways so after lunch we did a, another sound journey and this was with all of the sound journey people so we had the singing bowls the gongs the drums uh didgeridoo the harp um a glass flute um or it might have been a glass harp i don't i don't remember which one it was um, Does a glass harp really sound that different? Well, it's. I think it's a called a glass flute. A glass flute, I can understand. Uh, look it up. Look it up real quick. Pull that up, Jamie. All right. All right. Because I I know what it uh, is. It looks like a. Um, should I look up glass flute or yes, glass harp? Uh, look up glass flute first. And see if that's what I'm talking about. Because it's just a whole bunch of glass tubes put together. And they're different sizes. It looks like, just like a tube. Like a regular flute. Alright, so... I mean, it just looks... Glass harp. Look up a glass harp. I can't imagine. It's 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 not glass. I lied. It's crystal something. Oh, yeah, there okay. There you go, yeah. Crystal harp. Yep, crystal, crystal harp. Crystal harp. Okay, so it doesn't have strings, but instead it's tubes of glass. Mm -hmm. That's what I wasn't mm -mm. getting. I thought it was a harp with strings, just the outside was made it's, of glass. It's That's what crystal, I pictured. though, so it makes right. different noises right. and stuff, which yeah. is super fucking cool. Obviously. Like, if you get a bunch, it's like if you get a bunch of wine glasses and you go, uh, So you don't put water on it, but you, like, tap the, the, um the tube the crystal tubes yeah. and then you can also slide your finger on them and it'll make like different pitches and stuff and it was so cool because you can really do oh and a hand pan there was hand pan there too um but yes hand pan. Uh, hand pan is the it looks like a flying saucer with some indentations oh yeah, yeah okay yeah i know i know that one mm-hmm um and that's spelled like hand and pan? I think it's H-A-N. Just okay. H-A-N. Hand pan. Gotcha. Or it might be hand pan. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that sounded like literally every sound you could ever think of was being played and reverberated in the little, like, room. Yeah. Yeah. It was super fucking cool. Didgeridoos yeah, so it was really easy to, like, get into the groove of meditative sound journey style. Yeah. Um, 
so that definitely, you know, gave us a second for things to digest and absorb in all the, all the stuff. Um, and then we had, like, a big block of free time, so we could, like, you know, walk the property, go kayak, go do tie-dyeing. There was an Arctic craft shack right before you got to the lake. There was a zip line that led to the ropes course and everything. Um, I pretty much got there, like, right as they were putting up the zip line. Um, but I went and had, like, a little lake visit and went down to the lake, and everyone was swimming and stuff and dipped my toes in and just sat and watched and just kind of like took in the environment and like sat with it and it was it was so fucking cool because it was my first time seeing like a retreat that so not only my first retreat but a retreat that like has every element like we had bonfires we had a bunch of wind there was some rain Mostly at night, we never really got, like, heavy, heavy rain during the day at all. Like, we always had sunshine during the day. Awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. <clears throat> um, but anyways, so I went and I did that, and then I met up with my partner because we needed to practice before our workshop because this is the day we did our workshop. So we met in the Stellar Fire Circle, which was... Um, it was like two basketball courts put together with the goals on each end. Um, and that's where I did my cannabis yoga as well. Nice. Um, or not cannabis yoga, but flower power hour. Because <laughs> someone already stole cannabis. I was just about to say, was it because somebody else Yeah, had someone it? had the cannabis yeah. name already. That's uh, a good but name. It was, it, so our workshop, the only... the literal only thing that I could say that I would change about this retreat is that our partner acro workshop was at the same time as the partner Thai yoga workshop which was like something that I really wanted to do because when I went to Montreal to get my acro certification I missed the high and Thai class that was held while we were there. What is high and Thai? You get really high and then you do Thai partner oh, yoga. God. And that shit is cool as fuck. I saw everybody's videos and pictures and I was so excited to do it for this retreat. And then lo and behold, I missed it again because I was teaching. <laughs> How different is Thai partner yoga? Um, So Thai is a style of like yoga and massage. So you are moving someone's joints and everything into certain poses but then like using your weight and your large bones to to um i'm gonna need you to not do that we're we're i am fully naked andrew is half naked and he's got his dick out of the pj pants and he he's very distracting he's an attractive attractive man if you guys <sighs> ever have the luxury of staring at him in a crop top this is you're lucky because that's as much as you're gonna see this is all pointless because at the end of the day Brittany is, is the not the pineapple yes nope, you're nope. the pineapple andrew is the pineapple don't let don't let him lie to you it's recorded live that you is the Several pineapple. podcasts. That you is the pineapple. Anyways, you're still distracting. Sorry, should I put it away entirely? Dick distracting. No, just stop like 
bondaging it up because it makes it look it's the sweatpants drawstring and like the silk pj pants anyways anyways yeah but still like bondage peen happening over there (laughs) (laughs) which is hot bondage your peens boys bondage them she'll think it's hot (laughs) Anyways, so um, that was pretty fucking cool because our friends that we had made there that did the cannibalist yoga, um, they came to our acro workshop and they were they were chilling with us. There was a couple other people. Uh, our friend Daisha came there, um, and she spells her name so fucking cool. She was like, "How do you think my name's spelled?" And I'm like, "I have no fucking clue." Of course, D-E-I-S-H-A? I guess D E I S H A. Nope, it's D-A-Y-S-C-H-A. Okay. Yeah. And then the the A has the little little thing over it, so it's Daisha. Um, And she's actually the one that told told me about all of the different retreats that her and her husband has done in several different countries to like do the traditional like ayahuasca and mescaline and all that shit like it was it was so cool hearing all her stories and i'm like okay yeah that's the only way i want to do like ayahuasca and shit right yeah where you're supposed to do it in the fucking jungle exactly and we got to go see uh our homeboy we met at mumfest in jamaica and do a cool ass mushroom retreat or whatever he does Oh yeah, Dan the man, dude. I would He's love cool as fuck. Anyways, um, so we had our acro workshop. That was super cool. Did a couple basic things. Um, your typical like L basing and stuff, and then uh some counterbalances. So L basing is having um a Upper flyer and a. <laughs> I guess it would be uppercase okay yeah it'd be uppercase l because that's someone's feet otherwise they call it eye basing no uh the correct terminology is um i think it's i don't fucking remember but there's there's another way when it's like two people and you're doing like standing acro because it's not cheer it's something else um partner no partner um i think you've said it counterbalance no counterbalance is just a form of poses that you're doing by using the other person's weight to maintain control and balance i i mean it might just be standing acro but i feel like that's not the actual term and then my other thought was like calling it two hand or like hand to hand but like I know that that is like pose specific so when hands are touching hands and hand to feet or feet to hand blah 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 so on and so forth um so we're just gonna go with standing acrobatics um but yeah, so we did like counterbalances, stuff like that, thrown, 
Um, everyone absolutely loved Bird, Back Bird, a couple back bends and stuff, and just, like, jammed out. And I, I have always personally loved, like, doing jam-style classes where I have, like, a, a rough synopsis of what I want to show and teach and then kind of let people do their own thing and, yeah. you know, make sure everyone stays safe. They know their different roles they can be in because you have a flyer, a base, and a spotter. So the spotter is obviously, you know, spotting both base and flyer. Um, and then base is your support um, or, like, stability portion of whoever's doing that. Um, and then flyer is typically where your movement is coming from um, or, like, the the balance pose, which both take so much fucking balance. It's redonkulous. Um is it weird that in acro yoga the <laughs> I see the little blip from my fart. Yeah. We're gonna clip it. <laughs> It'll be the new censorship the next time do it into the microphone. Do it into the <laughs> microphone. Okay. Um spread my cheeks. Butthole the mic. <laughs> we'll put a paper towel in between you and the microphone. But okay. We want the sound. <laughs> um, anyway. In acro, it seems, acro yoga, it seems to me like the person, the, um, the person who is on top, like the flyer or whatever, the person who's you know, being held up by the other, by the base is usually the, like, would be considered the more, like, submissive role or feminine, quote-unquote, role or, uh, and then the base is the more, I feel, like, um, uh, dominant or, like, the, it's sexually the top but it's the bottom, an acro, and it's that, it's flipped. I, um, I feel like, but maybe that's just... I, I wouldn't say that just because, like... I feel like, because when you're the base, you're laying there, you're holding up the person flying... You are in the majority of I, control. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, I wouldn't say that because you're not. Acro, the point of acro is literally synchronicity and communication. Right, like, and that's the same thing with sex, it. too. But anyways, it is more about communication and creating a literal flow like your weight exchange and balance and using like power lines and joints there's not necessarily like yes there are feminine poses there are masculine I'm poses not, blah I, blah blah that's the wrong but words, that's obviously, not but and not even the dominant and submissive stuff because like i've seen so many bases that are very very submissive like they are the um, I don't, I don't know how to explain submissive in acro terms, really. I mean, they're there to, uh, serve the flyer, essentially, I guess, which is... No! 
this is where I I this is where I get the I know. mental anguish because yeah. that is not and like I said I wish you would go do a teacher training so you would understand like the things that I'm trying to explain and everything I plus I think you would get... love it I think you would love it but I it's get not more like... now than I have in the past for sure I don't feel the same way that I used to where I used to feel like it was just like pointless to be the base and it's just like holding somebody up so they can do cool things I get that there's like technique and it's important too and the other person wouldn't be there without you and yada yada i need to show you um like i follow a bunch of acro people but there's like three people in particular that do like music videos with acro and it is absolutely insane because they are like so in sync that you can't really fucking tell who is the bass and who is the flyer Really, because it's like I don't really see where there's any, like they're not, they don't stay still. There's at no point are they still. Oh, that it sounds is cool. And I get how like cool you know all that I've done is very introductory stuff because that's just I'm not, you know, I'm done it very much. Yeah. So, but I just just initial impressions. Mm-hmm. Just thought it was funny. Which I could see I... how your initial impression would be that just because of introductory L basing stuff is a lot of support poses, like support poses and support flows until you start doing like the little bit more complicated flows that incorporate so much more movement and like both people have to know where you're going or at least know the style of jamming that you're doing to sync up i guess it's one of the same problems i'm having with guitar right now and that is you're never good at anything when you start doing it nope and it sucks. <laughs> Everything sucks at first. Yes. And I hate that. And it's another reason that I, like, haven't done comedy in a while. It's like, do I really want to, like, suffer through this sucking? Again? sucking? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, of all the things that suck, when comedy sucks, it probably sucks the worst. I don't know. I I could for sure see that just because of how like all the comedians talk about it um, and how everyone speaks on it as far as like emotion wise and bombing. I have seen people get on stage and play music and like they haven't done it in years or something and they like fuck up a couple of times and it's like not you know it's nowhere near professional level just like the comedians are nowhere near professional level when they've you know done the same thing and music always still gets applause unless it's like assaulting people and they hate it that much but you can 
do really badly with music and people will still applaud and like but comedy is like oh okay what are you doing I think because it solicits some kind of action from the audience. Like like you said, like laughter is the goal from that. Music is just to initiate a feeling, which is very easy to do with noise in general. Yeah. And you Which can... is like, you know, talking about like sound journeys. Like can... it's so easy to do that and then put someone singing on top of that or throw a fucking oh, guitar yeah. in there or something. Dude, I, I could do a sound journey. <laughs> like I so well so I say that in the same way. That is not allowed. <laughs> that is not allowed. Thank you. <laughs> Alright. Don't let me lose my train of thought. I say that <laughs> in the same way that I say, like, I could totally be, like, a DJ or, like, something like, mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't seem that hard. But also, along the lines of with everything I'm talking about right now, that's what I've thought about most of these things. Of, like, well, that doesn't seem that hard. Let me try that. <laughs> and then it's hard. And I hate it. Um, but yeah, comedy just seemed like way too much squeeze for all the little amount of juice. Mm, yeah, making lemonade, making lemonade. So anyways. <laughs> Acro. Yeah. Acro. That's a lot of squeeze for a lot of juice. <laughs> yeah. Well, acro and yoga and stuff, I do feel like, uh, at least my body is already, uh, pretty pre prepped for that shit. For that shit, I feel like. And then that and construction, it just goes like hand in hand. I can do so much stuff that other people can't do and faster because like somebody else might have to like go grab a ladder and like get you know just so or like say you need to get into an attic and there's no attic ladder in there the attic door is like nine or ten feet off the ground so even with a six foot ladder you still have four feet to go which is like your entire torso and some of your legs usually and then you have to pull yourself up you have to do a fucking pull up to get into the attic and then push up on or you could go get a taller ladder from the truck, but, like, I just use it as an opportunity to do a fucking pull-up, and... That's how you get so trapped. Yeah, I mean, you had pineapple, so... Mm, the pineapple. Alright. I think we've covered acro. Yeah, we've pretty much covered acro. Acro was literally the reason I went on this retreat was to teach an acro workshop. And it turned into so, so much more. Which I got invited to it for this up and coming year. But I have not decided if I want to completely commit to it yet. Just because this year I, uh... Are you talking about the February thing? No, that is in Colorado. This is in Oh, they want you back. 
Yeah, they want me at back for this. Yeah, for four twenty and everything. Okay. Um, which is a long ass drive for you know a half fifty bucks price ticket. No, I don't. I did. I I get a half price ticket. So like, yes, I saves you. It saves me like two hundred fifty dollars, maybe. I suppose, but I feel like. But I should be getting paid. Is you how I feel. Should be getting paid. Um, yeah. and like because I'm a facilitator, my ticket should be included for you know me right. running an event at your event, yeah. like making your event an event. But anyways, that's the business side of things, which are up and down all the time in the yoga world because yoga is yoga in any make form way or model. Everyone. Has very differing opinions on the business side of it, and it is so you're saying excruciatingly painful. Even when you get good at a thing and you have years and years of experience, it's still hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because, like I said, the business side of it is like you know. It sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But anyways, after my lovely acro sesh, um, we had dinner and everything because, you know, it was, it's probably like 7 o'clock by now. Um, and, you know, everyone's fucking hungry as shit. We've been doing stuff all day and our lunch was like a very tiny lunch because it was just like, you know, grab snackies and go. Um, but we had a whole ecstatic dance session that was literally in the moonlight and it was absolutely amazing. It was my first time doing like so I went to an ecstatic dance in Montreal mm-hmm. by the same person that was leading a couple of our workshop sessions and stuff there. And it was, it was super fucking cool. So it was like, kind of like an introductory kind of thing. But this ecstatic dance was with like a super fucking seasoned chick who was absolutely amazing. Her name was Sarah. Um, and she's got like fucking years and years of this shit under her belt. And when you see her, you, you can tell like, oh. Oh yeah, she's the one that I want teaching an ecstatic dance. Or not not even like teaching, she's just a facilitator for, you know, it's like, like same thing as yoga. It's not necessarily like teaching, teaching cuz ecstatic dance is different though cuz you're not you don't have like a set pose list or anything like that. You're literally just leading people into feeling music and it it's so freaking cool. Um, but it's all, like, ecstatic dance is all about, like... So, it's like the Cupid Shuffle level of instructions, or... No. Slide to the left. No, no. like, it is... It's... Majority of the time, it is not a lot of words, but some people will do ecstatic dance with, like, some words... Like chants and stuff. Um, yeah. 
But anyway, so we but have... But they don't go- tell you how to dance. They just say, feel it. And then you go with the vibe yes. of what other people it's are doing. It's very, like, vibey. And not what other people are doing. The ecstatic dance is about your release. Like, you creating movement with your body in any form of expression that you feel suits what you're feeling. And you 100%, like, you didn't, I don't know, I feel like I'm always kind of judging, like, how much other people are dancing, and even if nobody else is dancing, that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna dance, but it just determines, I don't know, like, it, it's, it's a well, factor. it, it kind of, like, starts out a little slow, and you can tell, like, people who have done ecstatic dance before, they're gonna be the people moving first, typically, Um, and then, like, it kind of picks up, and eventually, you know, everyone's moving, everyone's vibing, everyone's moving around, like... Like microspace. Yes. Yes. That is, that is ecstatic dance. Um, Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. The first thing we did was ecstatic dance. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was with instruction, and usually ecstatic dance doesn't have much instruction. The, The most instruction is... Maybe bring it into your head, your other limbs, and maybe move around from the space you're in. Like, very, like, vague. Right. Vague, vague instructions. Yeah. No. Um, slide it, to the left. No, yeah. It's Chris not. Cross. There's no actual direction, direction kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you're ridiculous. So, anyways. Everybody had glow sticks. It was super fucking cool. Um, and then eventually, these cool ass songs came on because she tailored a playlist and it was fucking perfect. Um, like as far as like the the ascent into the night. Um, but there was a point in which I like looked over after like moving around and I like getting like really low and doing weird like cool fluid not demon shit but like fluid movements and like I use my legs a lot as far as that goes um my legs and my arms and you know like everybody but I like traveling through different like heights and weird ass like thing I I don't know it's ecstatic dance it's very hard to explain movements like that um because you're literally just vibing just vibing. You're just vibing. Um, but yeah. So, like, I look over at this certain point, and I, oh, I forgot her name. I want to say it's Kate. I'm pretty sure it's Kate. Um, but she was, we, we pretty much all were barefoot at this point. And then. Hot. <laughs> of course you think so. Um, I'm sure some of them weren't. Yeah, some people weren't. <laughs> uh, but I look over, and she's in the mud section that, you know, this whole retreat, we have all been avoiding stepping in the mud because we all have, like, you know, rain boots and flip-flops and shit. And yeah. Yeah, we prepared for the muddy weather, but at the same time, you know, you can never really, really prepare for muddy weather, and you, know, you don't really know what to expect. And, I mean, they were laying hay down every day, but it was still, like, trudging through some fucking trenches um but yeah so she's dancing in the mud and i'm like oh shit i bet that mud would feel so fucking good 
like between my toes and on my feet and stuff. And I so bet it would too. <laughs> what Stop happened next? Making this sexual, Andrew. What happened next? <laughs> I see your eagerness over there to, to hear the rest of this story. Yes, I'm very interested. <laughs> In whether or not you stepped in the mud <laughs> with your bare feet. <laughs> and all your hippy witchy <laughs> friends jumping in. Mm-hmm. I told you into the mud. I just lost another one to the ether. Oh, and there will be more because that ravioli we had cheese ravioli with like eight different Did you cheeses take your in it, and it was so good. Yes, I took two lactate beforehand. Yeah, same. <laughs> Ooh, that one's that one's a little smelly. Uh, <laughs> yes, Andrew. I looked in. over. I didn't jump in. I like. I squished in. I was squishing with the beat, and that shit felt awesome. Please don't stop the music. <laughs> exactly. Like, um, well, funny thing is, like, the music stopped literally probably about five minutes after I got in the mud puddle. Damn. I was not expecting that, but, you know, you kind of just lose track of time at that point. Um, because it's just, you're, you're vibing for so long, and then you just get stuck in the groove, and you're creating your own little wave and shit, and, like, dancing nice with people, and... Sloppy, muddy it was, feet. Yes, sloppy, muddy feet. They were, they were very wet in the, the viscous, wet, sloppy mud. <laughs> I don't know if I like viscous. <laughs> I don't even think viscous would be the right term for mud because mud is like more solid. I do so like maybe if you're describing I don't know I think viscous is out just entirely out. well yeah like I said it's not the appropriate term for the texture and consistency of the mud the mud was like it was like a pudding. Heart. I was just about to say pudding, but like gelato. Yeah, there you go. Was okay. Chocolatey gelato. Yeah, I I know that mud all too well. I yes. see that mud all the time on job sites. I literally uh-huh. took a picture one time. I think you might probably saw it. We were definitely together at that point. Um, but I just posted a picture of mud, and I said, is it gelato, or is it Georgia clay? <laughs> and my mom text, commented, she said she thought it was gelato. <laughs> mud. Yep, good old you mud. You got close enough up, can't tell. Just like taking a picture of an armpit close up, looks like a vagina. Facts. Especially when they're hairy. Yeah. Preferably. (laughs) Oh, so anyways, danced in the mud puddles, and this was, like, my perfect opportunity to, like, you know, shower and shit, because there has been 
many they a have days. showers? Yeah, they had I mean, outdoor showers. I guess, but... Um, not like outdoor, outdoor showers, but... Warm um, showers? No, they were a little cold. Yeah. If, if you wanted warm water, you had to get up like super fucking early. Oh, so there was like a specific amount of hot water? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yikes. It was at a summer camp, so like it's meant for, you know, summer camp shit where you're just like rinsing yeah. off. But anyways, it was in like a concrete building and stuff, like with the toilets and everything. Um, But I needed to go take a shower. I was like, all right, I'm going to take a shower so then... That way I can get up and do the, um, my partner was teaching a Sunny Smiles Hatha yoga workshop the following morning, so Sunday morning. Um, oh, oh, I skipped over the, skipped over the bonfire. So after the ecstatic dance, um, I went ahead and took my shower and then I came out and everyone was chilling at the bonfire. Well, my friend Tom, who owned Squish, was there with his friend Amanda, and he was just, like, passing the little bong around, and we were all taking these giant-ass fucking rips, and he would swap the weed continuously, so he would just swap it out with all these different fucking weeds and shit. Oh, great. And so the entire time at the bonfire, we just got into, like, tons and tons and tons of giggle fits. Like, literally, I, I just wrote... Tom, uh, giggles with Tom and Joni because it was just a constant, hilarious battle of giggles back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> it, it was so much fun. That, that was one of my top five bonfires for sure. Um, just cause it was absolutely amazing. Um, you didn't take mushrooms the whole time no i did not take mushrooms the whole time i was just it high as shit like the whole mushrooms. fucking time but i mean like you know me i like to be in control most of the time oh, yeah. so like weed is yeah where i can vibe the fuck out and i like being that kind of fucked up and like i brought a bottle of wine with me but i only i only drink maybe a couple sips because i would so much rather weed than anything agreed oh yeah like this we we smoking right now oh yeah got a good batch this week real good we always get good badges yes but this is particularly good mm. this is mm-hmm. like one or two hits good exactly yeah this shit keeps me going <laughs> <laughs> still but i mean the hatha yoga that tim was teaching was at eight o'clock so i mean not too bad for me at all um but yeah so this hatha yoga hatha yoga is very much like the um, i'm gonna say it in a very stupid layman's way um it's typically when people talk about hatha yoga that's the traditional what yoga is kind of thing like it's 
it's either holding just a couple poses in a flow for each one like a super fu super fucking long time um or like doing the flow and doing like the same poses every single time um but the sunny smiles hatha yoga that tim taught was a lot of internal power so it was like longer holds um very like super accurate sensations like he was he was definitely like he he's he's a seasoned as fuck instructor and he's really good at what he does too um so but, like the um the egg cracking thing where somebody like pretends to crack an egg on your head while your eyes are closed and it, like you can feel the the dripping the dripping yeah. and stuff yeah so, so it's so, like that like, but in your body that yeah. he like kind of just fucking knew Yo. knew exactly what was being activated which like yeah once you've taught so long and you've practiced so long and you've actually done the poses you're teaching and stuff Huey <laughs> bless you um you you know what to cue to and you know like how to drive that like how to drive body awareness where people can start to understand it in their everyday like feelings and stuff um but it was a lot of like sitting in each pose and making small micro adjustments to like super specific awareness places and that shit was intense like literally focusing everything on one spot and making tiny like when you break it down it it maybe feels like you're just moving like one one single tendon like ever so slightly or like very very minuscule movements and they were very internal and because we were holding poses for so long it was a lot of like intense build up and then each time we would do a very open pose it was an intense release so it was a lot of like back and forth back and forth and it was oh god it was it was phenomenal i loved every second of it I would be down for a, um, like, extended, like, hold this pose for a very long time yoga class. But also, I really suck at that. <laughs> like, oh, even just the it... amount of time that you do normally, which I feel like is a regular amount of time, but I don't, I'm not entirely sure because I mostly had you as yeah. lessons. I think you have been... I would say 95% of my yoga lessons, you've been the instructor. So, I don't, I guess, you know, whatever you do, I would see as normal. <laughs> Although, I was thinking about it the other day, and I don't know, like, do you think that your classes, in general, are, like, more difficult than a standard yoga instructor would do? Because I feel like sometimes when I have had other instructors, they were like, um, I don't know. I also feel like, you know, sometimes it really depends. The first time I did yoga was on uh, vacation one time. We were up in the mountains at some resort place and uh, 
they had a yoga class that they offered. It was, like, free with staying at the resort. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely very, very, very beginner. Like, I was, it was the first yoga class I had ever done. And I was like, is this kind of, like, easy? Nah! <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... And then I had, I had also another, like, really easy one, which I know it's, like, supposed to be or whatever, was, um, restorative yoga at mm. the Y. Um, yeah, so restorative time. is very, like, you hold poses for a long time, but they're not they're really intense. Easy poses. Yeah, they're not intense poses. They're typically, like, yeah. your, what someone end, would say is a cool down pose. And then at the end, they put but a blanket. They put a blanket on you and give you, uh, they put a piece of chocolate in front of you so that when you wake back up, wake back up or whatever, uh, you wake up to chocolate and you have a blanket. Ooh, that's a really good idea. I like that. I like that. I like that. I don't think it would work in the woods though because people would hear you coming. They hear you. Yeah, they would definitely hear me. But, but in um, the wide gym, like, you couldn't really tell, especially, like, the music was going where it's the, um, like, basically the same thing that you do during Shavasana, just mm -hmm. the whole class was that, yeah, like, yeah, super it's... chill, um, see, I could be a sound journey just vocally. Just with your mouth. Just yeah. with, like... Fucking just with your mouth. Meat flute. <laughs> that's your dick. Pretty sure that's your throat. That's your dick. Meat flute? <laughs> that is definitely your dick. My flesh whistle. That is also <laughs> your dick. <laughs> it's not my fault all the musical instruments are phallic, okay? <laughs> Uh, my, my spit sacks? No. <laughs> That's your testicles. No, I'm just kidding. Well, but not. Um. Okay. Uh, I feel like. I mean, when I teach my power classes, I do think they're oh, yeah. more difficult than other people's power classes <laughs> like i have gone to other people's power we classes to... and had that same feeling of like oh why is this so easy <laughs> but then like you can make every single pose harder for yourself there is a yeah, way I no know. matter how yep. advanced you are anything oh i know it i'm mm -hmm. still not even there with some of the regular ones we should uh get a space heater and do a hot yoga class in the house. In the house? There is not enough room in this house. I don't know. Somewhere. We need hot yoga again. Um. Probably at a studio. Unless, like, I find. I don't know what he's getting into. I think it's the lactate. Finn is uh, currently breaking into Andrew's backpack. Trying to consume lactate. No peaks. <laughs> no and now they are both being adorably attractive. Uh, 
but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say primarily, uh, my power classes, for sure, are more difficult, um, like, for sure more difficult than the average power class, um, but, like, my other classes, I, I tailor pretty much to all levels, like, I, I give a lot of, um, examples of, like, how you can deepen a pose or how you can, like, come out of it and make it more subtle. Yeah. And I feel like you pretty much assess every class who's mm -hmm. there. and That's a part of being a teacher is knowing, um, it's a lot of body awareness within yourself so you know how to teach from that and seeing other people's body awareness and how their body reacts to different things and having to kind of find that middle ground of both. Well, what's next? All right, next up, after I had my super fucking chill session, we had breakfast. I sort of kind of remember that breakfast because there were, um, uh, super amazing mushrooms in, like, a breakfast tofu scramble thing, and it was awesome! The chick that did all the mushroom workshops and sold the mushroom stuff there, she brought a whole bunch of them and gave them to the chef and he cooked them up real fucking good. Real fucking good. It was like oyster mushrooms, anoki, and there's one other. I don't remember, but it, it was so freaking good. I think it might have been lion's mane because it was oh, all yeah. kind of like mixed in the tofu scrambler. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but after that, we had a closing ceremony because some people were leaving after that, and we um, had to be off the property, I think, by, like, one or two or something, something like that. Um, but anyway, so we had our closing ceremony where everyone did, like, a lot of sharing, and, um, like, at the end, we got to like, pick out different crystals and stuff, and do the whole, um, it was pretty much, like, a sharing circle, and then also, like, just talking about the retreat in general, like, from the perspective of how it came about, and created by all the people, and how people got connected, and, like, the community around it, um, so that was, that was super neat. Um, and we got, like, since it was the closing ceremony, we did, uh, like, as everyone entered, um, we did, like, full-on cleansing again. And that was cool as shit. Because it was, like, you know, the stage, the crystal stick, and the crystal wand and stuff. Um, from, like, your, your head to your toes and back up and... Uh, in the appropriate cleansing manner. I do not recall the appropriate way. Huh. Uh, but I believe it is clockwise. I am not 100%, but I believe it is clockwise. 
uh, and well, I, it might be you don't have a ground up crystal stick. Um, I actually do. It's in the bathroom. What? Mm-hmm. It's clear quartz. But you don't know how to use it? No, I don't know how to use it. It's like having a gun, but not knowing where the safety is. If you accidentally cleanse someone's aura while they're taking a shit in there. Okay, well I know it for sure the usage of cleansing is not just sitting on a shelf. So, that does not activate any, like, super, super specific cleansing. Okay, what does it do while it's not cleansing then? Uh, just neutral? I, I don't know. I don't know if, like, they actively absorb. Because I know, like, when you wear crystals, it's meant to, like, absorb the things in your personal bubble environment kind of thing. Or from yourself. But when they're, like, when you're doing, like, rituals or anything that requires you to, like, place them a certain way, that like is activating i don't know because i none of my stuff is positioned any certain way i pretty much just you know have Maybe them as decorations and the... using when i need the specific ones Maybe that's the secret, though. Maybe that's what people should be doing, is placing them directly above themselves while they're on the toilet. It actually is a, you know, really nice cleansing effect while you're, you know, releasing all the toxic waste from your body, and then it instantly refreshes and cleanses. Is it gonna muffle? Hold on. Let's see. No, I'm sure it'll be. This is so ridiculous. Oh my goodness. Um, you can do better though. I could totally do better than that. That's because I was like holding it, and then I had to make it happen. But like, it didn't I'll be, build we'll, up. We'll be ready when... for next time. <laughs> There's no, just, uh, just tap me twice. <laughs> do that. Just do a double tap. And we'll double tap and, for yep. prep. Fart yep. prep. Yeah, and then just ship it and rip it. <laughs> and fucking... <laughs> ship it and rip it. Oh, that's going to be our new tagline. Ship it and rip it. That's the name of the episode for sure. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Episode four, part nine, part two. Ship it and rip it. <sighs> oh, I. All right. So that was eyeball. closing ceremonies. What yeah, else that was um that? that was a closing ceremony, and that's where we kind of like did all of the sharing circle stuff and had the option of like the crystals and everything. Um. Okay, so sometimes I just kind of like took weird ass notes. Like, I, I, I like, uh, um, like here's one of my notes. 
Phoenix Rising Eclipse. Get onto soil to plant new seeds. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I definitely know what it meant at the time, but not currently. Where do you even see that? Right here, where your thumb is. Where do you see Phoenix? Phoenix rising eclipse. Get onto soil. Or get onto soul. I can't read any of that. plant new seeds. Welcome to my chicken scratch. What? Is this language? Have you never seen my handwriting? I'm gonna upload a picture of this. No, on the you cannot. <laughs> I, people have to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> what word is that? Rebalance. What? <laughs> In whose world? In whose world? That's I hope this isn't how you write when you're filling out a form. What? <laughs> How do people know what your name is? <laughs> what? What is that word? That's eclipse. That's a B. No, that's an E. Why did you connect the lines then on the other side? I was probably. This looks like I'm writing really fast. You didn't connect it to the back either. It's because it's. I'm it's, pretty sure it E. And your E's look like C's every time. Well, <laughs> is that an S? After the P, yes. That's a goldfish. That's the Jesus fish. <laughs> what are you talking about? What kind of S are you doing? Is that a cursive S? No. An S is... Like a snake. Yeah. You drew a goldfish. That is not a goldfish. That's my P. Oh. That's the I and the P. Oh, so oh, that's the other le- that's the yeah. other word below it that's hanging down there. I thought that was the P because you know. <laughs> no, you... that's the P right there. The thing that you think the... is the goldfish. Yeah. Well, it's still a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stop touching my scratch. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, Phoenix eclipse, goldfish. <laughs> Phoenix rising. I don't. Get I really don't know. In... Get onto soul or get into soul to plant new seeds. I, it's one of those into or onto soil or okay. soul. <laughs> but that okay. says plant new seeds. I know that much, and that's I'm pretty sure it's Phoenix and rising. Um. Anyways. <laughs> were you tripping balls while you were writing? No. Okay. All I did was smoke weed at this vacay. And it just doesn't explain weed. why you're writing in tongues. I'm not writing in <laughs> tongues. These are like, like just little jot down to jog my memory kind of thing. Um. It's doing a great job. <laughs> Look, some stuff is really weird, okay? Maybe you able to read it wasn't relevant. <laughs> like, I can't even tell you what all this shit says. Me neither. I know that says rebalance. Looks like Raleigh. Nope, that's <laughs> rebalance with a latte. I don't know. Uh, let go of and something, something, something. I would also like to rebalance my latte. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, sharing circle, and then the rest was like all the people that were there that could that had like booths to sell stuff or like offer little mini sessions, like mini astrology or any of the workshops that had happened, like mini sessions of those or other things. Um, and so like I got a whole bunch of stuff from so many people, like my friend Todd who owns all the stuff with the squish and uh all all the cannibalist yoga things uh hooked me up with a hemp bath bomb and a salve and a muscle rub and all kinds of stuff it was absolutely amazing i still have the bath bomb because i don't want to take a bath in our bathtub until it's like professionally cleaned um but it it smells so good and i saw one of them in action and it fizzes so amazingly and it's meant for muscle fatigue it's made with like a lot of epsom salt um different oils obviously the hemp oil and the uh cbd and stuff like that i keep saying uh a lot i don't like that (laughs) it's fine (laughs) just don't think about it yeah but that's what i whatever so anyways, part of one of the perks of being a facilitator is everyone got a 30-minute massage, and you could choose whether it was, hey. like, Reiki or, like, physical, but I chose to kind of, like, do the physical, because physical massage includes Reiki anyways, because you're doing energy work. Um, so we didn't get to pick our massage therapist, but I had Amy, who was from Chicago. She um she just took a leap of faith and one day decided she was gonna quit her job and become a death doula. Um Whew. so that was super cool. That was the first time I've ever heard of anything like that and she pretty much the whole time explained to me what it was and how her schooling was and everything like that. And she went to one of the best schools, which apparently is Chicago, um, which was super close to, you know, Illinois, or where I was, because it was, I think, like, 40 minutes from Chicago. But she quit her job, had just her husband supporting her. I think she has kids. I don't remember 100% or not if she does or doesn't. But I had my massage at, like, 10.30, so she was in one of the houses doing one of the massages. Like, they weren't, like, houses. They were, like, little cabins, and everyone else was staying in the yurts. Mm -hmm. But she was explaining to me how she learned about helping and facilitating people as they're passing to another life or, like, whatever form of... thing they believe in for the afterlife facilitating that completely and not only the person that is passing but their family that they want to be there as well yeah so it 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 is very intense because you gotta think there's like so much grief shame every single fucking emotion you can imagine happening between the family the person passing you don't even know most of the stuff that's going on, but you can feel it because, you know, as a doula, you work the same way as a, a 
doula for birth. Except yeah. it's a death doula. So it's right. the whole, yeah, the whole other end of getting ready to become a different life in a different form, but with your same life or, you know, passing to heaven or hell or wherever, yada, 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 yeah. you know, anything and everything under the sun. There's a really good uh, Midnight Gospel episode where uh, the person in the cartoon that he's uh, interviewing is actually Death. Um, I don't know who the real life person that the interview was with, but she sounded like maybe she was a Death doula or at least like a Death historian or something. Um, but she was talking about like the history of Death and how we've treated it and like how funerals and, like, embalming wasn't a thing until, like, the Civil War, and they mm -hmm. really just started doing it just to preserve the bodies long enough to bring them back to the families. And, like, before that, like, it wasn't really a thing that they did. Like, embalming people wasn't really necessary being in the ground before you started, you know, smelling the place up. But then it started, like, you know, keeping bodies around longer, and then morticians started being the ones, like, the only ones taking care of dead bodies or even seeing a dead body outside of a casket. And then, like, it just got to the point where it is now, where it's, like, you don't ever even, like, look at the person until they're in a box and, like, all prettied up and, you know, whatever. Uh, so we don't... We've removed ourselves from it entirely. Which, to me, that's why I got super interested in it when she was explaining it. Because she was explaining a lot of, of like you said, like the history of death and stuff. But, um, <clears throat> it's so intriguing because not only is it, like, the end of a life to begin another, but it's so much into it. Like that, like I don't, my personal belief is people should do what the old, like Indians, Egyptians, all of the old people that like took family ties and birth and death held it more in high regard because mm -hmm. they, you know, you passed on to kingdoms and stuff like that. Uh, and, like, you sit with the dead bodies. You celebrate death, like, a certain time of year and stuff. Like, I love that shit. That shit, I feel like, should be more prevalent. Especially now that we've tried to remove ourselves from death, which is a part of life. Like, everyone dies and yeah. there's so, such, like, a taboo feeling around it now. Which is terrible because, like... It shouldn't be taboo whatsoever, because, like I said, it happens. Yes, sometimes it's in an absolutely miserable way, but that is a part of part of whatever that life was kind of thing. I either want to be cremated or just leave me in the woods. Just let I me... I don't think that is allowed. <laughs> I feel like they're certain laws Isn't there there's got to be somewhere that you could maybe i, I think there's know. body farms i think there's actual body farms. yeah but i don't want to be like uh well maybe i don't know that could be fun too and cool i guess I, it doesn't really matter to me that much 
but I don't want people spending a bunch of money for a fancy box for me to be put in. That yeah, I know. Me but I, I do want my fancy box to be like one of those cool ass tree pods. Yeah, That's that would cool. that be fine. But like I um Yeah, I just don't want to support the industry. funeral industry. Yeah, at all. Yeah. That just seems like such a dirty like there's no way coffins actually are worth as much as they're charging people and that funerals oh, are no. worth that much. It's just you have no other options. The person's dead. Somebody has to take care of it. Like, no, you know what? Like, maybe, like, we can do this on our own. Maybe, is it really illegal to just bury somebody in your backyard? Yes! <laughs> it's illegal to do that with some animals, too. Even if, like, I like, if it was some my, uh... person's private property that they, like, had a bunch of land or something, like, hypothetically, somebody owns, like, a bunch of, uh, say, Christian. He has some property out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> He's got four acres. You could just, like, shallow grave, shallow enough that, like, you know, like, animals, won't animals get will come stuff. and get yeah. it and stuff. Yeah, like, give me back to the earth. Like, let me keep on keep on going like helping stuff after i die even uh bacteria and stuff like i don't know just chowing down make me a buffet <laughs> you want to be feasting <laughs> yeah oh i can make that happen all right i know you're already gonna <laughs> take your pick yeah go take when i'm dead like you still want any of this if it's any i don't know if it's expired by then or <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna embalm you full of some like smoke flavoring the skin and will peel off like a rotisserie chicken <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do a dahmer <laughs> oh, I just want you to eat the sandwich, okay? It's just a regular sandwich with regular fucking meat on it, all right? <laughs> Too much, uh, what's his face? What the fuck is his name? Jordan boy. Peterson? Yeah! Yeah, too much Jordan Peterson. I, I don't... I have no other words for Dahmer. I definitely like a deeper, deeper. Well, we're just gonna watch a movie, and then you can go. I'm gonna take a few pictures, and then you can just be on your way. All right. That's that's a little bit better. A little bit better. Party hardy. <laughs> um, <laughs> party hardy. Oh my god! Gonna throw the Milwaukee in there. Yeah. Um. You got too much. Uh, what should we call it? Wisconsin. Is it Milwaukee in Wisconsin? Is it? Milwaukee. I thought it was Tennessee for some reason. No, it's way up there. Is that up there? It's, oh shit! It's up there by the, by the top of the country. <laughs> Milwaukee. Iowa. Milwaukee, not the tool. Yeah, Wisconsin. Oh, it is Wisconsin. Yeah. 
That's why it was such a big deal that he killed that um, Loatian kid. Because he was like one of eight Loatian people. So it was like 20% of their population. Jeez. In Wisconsin. Damn. Damn, son. Um, so, back to this death. <laughs> uh, but yeah, recently I found out one of my friends is a death doula, too. They did all their training online, though. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. <laughs> but that was super cool. So I got, like, a cool 30-minute session, um, which was, which was nice, you know, after a whole, um... Or no, 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 sorry, dancing. sorry. I had my session Saturday. Um, so it was before all the dancing and everything. It was like Saturday morning around like 10.30. So instead of like doing the weird free time vending session, I uh, did my massage. <laughs> I'm going to need you to not do weird shit with your genitalia. During the podcast. Oh, that's a big <laughs> ask. That's a big ask. Big ass pain. Anyways, so, back to this stuff. Yes. Back to this I'm listening. Stuff. Finn, don't you be hissing on the podcast with your brother. Just rude. Only we make the sound effects. But anyways, so Sunday I just like chilled and hung out until packing everything up and like we basically just got like kicked off the property essentially. Um, and I didn't really like know what my plan was for that night so I just kind of went with the flow. And come to find out, Todd, he had been talking about how he had a pet pig this whole time named Porky. Oh, boy. And obviously, uh-huh. me being the farm animal, every animal ever known to man lover I am. Yeah, but But pigs are up there. Pigs are pigs. up there. Pigs are That's like way probably top there. three, right? Oh, pigs are top three. Yeah. 100. What's your top three? My, my top top, obviously. In no particular order, because I know you can't pick a favorite, but um, top three in no particular order. Gosh, I can't no particular order, because Penguin's, like, number one. Okay, so you just do have a favorite. Yeah, Penguin's okay. favorite. Well, then a particular order. Top three. Let's go. Uh, Penguin. Number one. bye <laughs> Pig. What? Yeah, pig is... <laughs> Pig is right there. And then I feel like it would be a tie between, like, birds and dogs. So, cats are good? Cats are number four. What? Huh? What? Huh? That's ridiculous. Cats are my number one, for sure. Oh, I know cats are your number one. And I feel like cats have definitely moved up for me. So, realistically, they're probably in there with dogs, birds, and cats. Cats are number one. Um, 
Man, I'm trying to think for like... I'm trying to think, like, I'm thinking animals that, like, I would like to be around and, like, have as a pet. And I think number two for that is, like, as much as I've talked shit, probably a dog. Because, like, I think about it and, like, like, owning a bird is, like, that seems like they, it's, it's tough. It's, like, I I feel like it's a huge restriction on the bird's life. Because it's, like, you know, oh, now you get to fly inside, bitch. You're stuck in here all the time. Um, when birds are, like, usually out in the sky. Bird might be number three. Because it's still, it's still up there. It's good. I enjoy birds. I think they're cool and smart. They're fucking smart as goddamn whip. Every mm-hmm. fucking bird I've ever seen is, like, clever girl. Um, but, I mean, like, as far as something I would want in my house around me all the time. A dog is a dog is pretty up there, so pig not on the list. <laughs> Just wait, Andrew. A pig would be wait okay. You... I'd be okay with a pig. It's not like uh, I would. I don't know. Look, I've already just eaten could... so many of them. I've already convinced you about doggies. If we have space and the like facilities. That's fine. But I just don't think it's plausible here. Oh, no. No, certainly not at all. Because my pig will be an indoor-outdoor pig. Excuse me? My pig will be an indoor-outdoor pig. It'll just be like a second dog. What about when it's too big to fit through the door? It can fit through the door. I've seen some big old piggies. They can fit through doors. Might need a, like, Also, double. like, a domesticated pig typically reaches about, like, if it's like fully outdoors, if it's fully outdoors, four to six hundred pounds, depending on the pig. Yeah, that's if big. it's indoor, outdoor, like, a domesticated, domesticated pig that is a pet, not just livestock, is, I'd say, like, two to four hundred say so but i'm just i'm just warning you we might need to like bust open a second door make like a wide bay or like put a garage door in the house or if we have enough land i can actually have a barn right because that would be super cool i've always i keep farting and not just realizing it double tap (laughs) Been double tapping out this butthole. Yeah, baby. Double tooting. <laughs> but, uh, I would love a barn. A barn would be super cool because then, like, all my animals go in there at night and I don't have to worry about them, like, you know, being prey to all the other things. Yeah. Out in the wilderness. Oof. Goodness. Um,. But yeah, of course, I wouldn't get a pig until I can properly have and raise a pig with all the appropriate things that it needs. All the necessities. Anyway, for me, cats, (laughs) dogs, and birds. Okay. It's a pretty good list. Yeah. 
And then fourth would probably be fish. Fish? Like some sort of aquatic. Because, like, it's, like, fourth would be fish, and then fifth would be, like, reptiles. Because, like, reptiles, you actually have to, like, you know, like, pick them up all the time. And they freak me out a little bit. Reptiles? A little. I don't know. I'm sure if I had one, it'd be... (laughs) It'd be fine. But it's just... Fish are just uh, chill. They're a much more chill pet than a reptile. A reptile requires a lot. It depends on the fish, too. Some fish are like... Well, yeah, but... like Super crazy to take care of and feed. That's... I mean, there's... (laughs) There's levels to all of it, obviously. So, where are we at on the retreat? So, about this pig. So, I obviously oh, yeah, that's had right. to you go had to... meet Porky the pig. And so, Todd took me out to his actual, like, brick and mortar store. Because it was only about, like, I think maybe a 20, 30 minute drive from weed store? where the place was. Yeah, yeah, his weed store. Which he, they, they can't, like legally sell weed but can it, there's a lot of laws tucked into that and stuff yeah. um but anyway so he showed me like his press machines all his stuff that he was setting up in the store all his products and stuff and hooked me up with a new one hitter because i had clogged mine on the way up there so that was terrible but and hey i got another one and i got it from one of my cool ass friends and um he's like a I think, he, I think he's like 38, maybe. I, I'm not sure. He might be a little bit younger than that. But he, he's an older gentleman. Um, and he moved in with his mom because she needed some help around the farm. And, like, his dad wasn't in such good health. So he moved in to take care of him. And um, one day, there he, his, little, his big old chunky black lab was out roaming the fields and stuff because they have a whole bunch of land. They farm... They have land that's on a lake. Um, it, it's gorgeous out there. So fucking gorgeous. Um, but he grows out there. So he grows out there. He moved in with them. And he's got, you know, free reign of the land. And one day, this pig just comes trotting up. Trotting up out of the woods. Playing with the dog. And having a whole heyday. It's and he just... just starts... Hanging around all the time, so he eventually got a pig. What the? Started calling him Porky, and he lives in inside, outside with the dog. And I he's, assume he's like contacting his neighbors and stuff, and nobody's. Oh missing. yeah, nobody's yeah, no missing. one's missing a pig. Nobody's missing a pig. He's huh. just. And he was a tiny pig, so he was like definitely somebody's pig. He was yeah, definitely right. someone's like inside pig because you can't just you know. Right. Take a wild fucking pig, and he's he's. He goes on, like, little adventures with the chocolate lab and stuff, and they'll both disappear, and they'll come back, like, covered in mud, just all happy as shit. And he was a tinier pig. He was probably, like, hmm, I'd say, like, maybe 100 pounds. Like, realistically, probably, like, 70 to 80. 70 to 80. Okay. He was a tinier pig. Um... But he was all black with, like, a couple little spots on him. And it was so fucking adorable. And his name is Porky. And he got a cute little piggy tail. And he wags it all the fucking time. And it's 
absolutely cute. And you see all these little piggy tracks in the mud. And oh then with the puppy dog tracks right next to them. And it's so fucking cute because it's a big goofy chocolate lab with this little pig that's just always so happy and wiggling. And it, it was so fucking cute. Adorable. So fucking cute. I can't wait to have that in my life. Cute little happy cart piggy that's going to pull around my little garden cart when I'm working in the backyard. Oh, and, my God. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be marvelous. This pig's going to come with me pulling my little cart at Lowe's and Home Depot and all the they places. They don't let pigs yes, in the Home they Depot. they do. So does Tractor Supply. Thank you very much. What? Yes, tractor sir. Supply, I could see, but... Also, you Lowe's can the harness for the pig, is that it? Yes, yes, they make like little cart pulling things. <laughs> They're adorable. They're cute adorable. little piggy, piggy straps. Piggy bondage. <laughs> On that note, is there, uh, that was the whole retreat, right? Um, yeah, that's the whole retreat. And leading into, you know, what I did after the retreat, which was um, see all of Todd's stuff, hang out with him. And I hung out with him, ended up going to see his grow rooms that he had at some rental property that he had or whatever. That he just took two of the big old tents he had and started all his little babies there and cloned them. And then that's when he put them in the field after they were done at the house. So it was like a whole step process. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't stay here. He ain't got no extra room or nothing. And I still got a day before I got to get back on the road. So I called my partner because I was like, shit, he's only probably like maybe 30 minutes from where I'm at now. And he was like, he had already offered, well, hey, if you need somewhere to crash, let me know. And so I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take you up on that offer. So crashed at his house. That was cool as shit. I met his two little kid cats. He has a cool as fuck apartment. It reminded me so much of the place that I stayed in Montreal because you same way you went up the stairs and um well you open his you just like a little tiny set of stairs and then you open the door and it's a big set of stairs that lead up to his actual actual apartment but the stairs were all his too kind of thing mm. where it's still his yeah, apartment okay. but it's immediate it's like the stairs. foyer is stairs yes yeah okay and then the whole apartment's like over here um and he had that cool big cat wheel and stuff. It oh was so God. fucking cute. I love those things. They're so neat. I wish we had space for one because I feel like the boys would love it. Or at least would like, you know, at least play around. We could totally put one on. like right there. Right here? Yeah. I feel like they would tear up the Oh yeah. The paintings and stuff. I no, guess, Pete! But get down! If that's the requirement, we got literally get down, nowhere. Shit. Um... But no, so I chilled with him, and the next morning he took me around to all his favorite vegan places, and that was delicious, and we ate under one of these, like, monuments, something famous, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that was cool, and we just spent the whole fucking day getting high as shit. Um, one of our other fellow retreat peoples came to chill with us, because... She was only like a 40 minute drive, I think, from where we were at. So she came over and we all just like had a little after sesh party kind of thing. And it was cool as fuck. Cool. Um, and then we like hammocked on his balcony, which was so neat. Like hearing all the different like subtle city noises compared to, you know, where we just spent tons of hours and days and in the in woods. complete woods. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I woke up probably, I woke up the next morning at like 2 o'clock and I couldn't fucking sleep at all. And I was like, well, there's not shit else for me to do but like start driving. So... I just chilled, made sure I wasn't super tired, so I waited an hour. I was like, okay, well, if I stay awake for another hour, I can definitely start driving. So, sure enough, I stayed awake for another fucking hour, and I was like, damn, alright, well, I guess I'm hitting the road. So, I shot him a text because I didn't want to wake him up. I didn't know if he had to teach the next morning or anything. Um, but I headed on out. I made sure I closed, like, and locked the door and stuff. Um, and... Passed through, like, the St. Louis, the arch, St. Louis, the arch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, coming through there and heading back down, like, home home. And I ended up making it back, like, I don't remember, like, afternoon or, like, morning-ish time. I don't remember. Like, 10 or 11, I feel like, is when I got back. So long ago. Yeah, but I, I got back at a decent time. Because I was like, oh, that's cool. It's just enough to, like, get home, see you, hang out, and go to sleep or whatever. Or, like, whatever we were doing that day. I don't remember. But, yeah, overall, it was fucking phenomenal. And it made me realize, like, okay, I do want to do these kind of things all the fucking time. So that's when I kind of got way heavier into looking for venues to host workshops, uh, looking for studios that were more open to, like, you know, Acro and Cirque and all the spiritual shit without being like, oh, you just need to teach yoga and that's it. Like, just the basic yoga is all we're going to allow you to do, yada, yada, yada. Um, And getting away from, like, the gym settings because I feel like the gym settings don't usually... um, key into what yoga really is like people that run a gym don't see it as its own thing it's just like another workout class but right can be super chill or super hot i don't know whatever yeah but and that i mean sort of ties into what you've been doing all around with your whole business model as it were right where it's not even it's not just yoga anyway it's, yeah all sorts of lifestyle lifestyle and healing and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then doing more and more classes and festivals and stuff which yeah retreats festivals teases our next episode which is yeah. we're going to recap the mind under matter festival which is super dope and you should all go next year with us um and we'll contain a special announcement for the podcast even though everybody that listens to the podcast probably already knows so yeah probably but i mean but it's good to announce it announce it in the it episode. is yeah i want this to be like an anthology of all of my uh like my life right yeah so We'll see y'all next time. Is there anything else you wanted to add or close with? Hmm. What's going to be my closer for this one? I know previously I stated that we have like secret, secret things happening after this episode. But 
We will have one more together episode of me and Andrew doing our whole... What, I mean, like a... Um... Like the way you close out a yoga class type of thing. Or I like know, a, that's what I was oh, getting to. I thought you were just plugging. Yeah, I'm plugging and chugging. Plugging and chugging? Yeah, okay. plugging and chugging. And um, we were getting to the chugging. We was getting to the chugging, but okay. Mr. Interrupt Me Much this whole podcast. Sorry. Uh-huh, you better be. I'm trying to just be. get some words in. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just you talking the whole time. Hey. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. This is my dreams. I'm When's she going to put out anyway? Right? Hillary Donk. Um. Fuck, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hinted at, you know, new things that are going to be happening with my episodes, my special every fourth episodes. Um, but, like Andrew has said, we will talk about the mum vest first and give you all of the juicy secrets and details to our lovely favorite event of the year ever. Ever so far. Ever. Ever so far. Ever. Ever, ever. Yeah. Ever. Best ever. Ever. Just so like don't, you. Don't miss it. No. That's you. You're the best because you was the pineapple. You're the fucking pineapple. Um, so regardless of how much Andrew doesn't want to believe the truth, um, guys, gals, peeps, dudes, y'all. Don't sit in your shit for too long. It's dirty. Go get cleaned. Cleanse yourself. Kill your own. Yeah, but Got it. if it was really that secret, you wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah. Like-